Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. Perkyovus Treasury, Season 2 of the PAL, Chapter 3, Paragraph 18. Paragimel Mishnah Yudchet. We're talking with Rabbi Akiva, talking to us. Let's see what he has to say today. Who Haya Omer? Rahi, Rabbi Akiva used to say, Chaviv Adam Shanivra B'Tselem. Beloved is man, for he was created in God's image. Chibi Yaseira Nodas Lo Shanivra B'Tselem. It is indicative of a greater love that it was made known to him that he was created in God's image. Shanemar, as it says, give it Adam, for in the image of God he made man from Genesis nine six. Chavivin Yisrael Shenik Rabbanim Lamakom. Beloved are the people of Israel, for they are described as children of the omnipresent. It is indicative of a greater love that it was made known to them that they are described as children of the omnipresent. Shanemar, as it says, Banim Atem. You are children of Hashem, your God, from Deuteronomy 14.1. Beloved are the people of Israel, for a cherished utensil was given to them. It is indicative of a greater love that it was made known to them. That they were given a cherished utensil. As it says, for I have given you a good teaching. Do not forsake my Torah from Proverbs 4.2. So here we're talking about different things and how indicative of greater love because it was known to them because of those different things. So let's see a few comments. Maybe we'll have time for some of the stories at the bottom, the insights at the bottom as well. As a counterpoint to three one, where Akiva Akavia ben Mahalal spoke of the ignoble putrid drop that is the genesis of man, Rabbi Akiva portrays the nobility of man who is created in the image of God. Whereas Akavia described man's grave as a place of dust and maggots, Rabbi Akiva teaches here that physical death is only the end of the temporal body of man. A Jew's soul is eternal. For the children of the living God, death is merely their return to their father. No cause for undue sadness. It is in preparation for the spiritual reckoning of which Akavia ben Mahalal speaks that God gave the Jewish people his most precious vessel, the Torah. Properly followed, it serves to temper the sway of the evil inclination and to guide man on a path of righteousness, which leads to exoneration on the eventual day of judgment beyond the grave. Beloved is man, created in God's image, more beloved than whom? More beloved than animals? Isn't that obvious? More beloved even than the angels from Maharal. Man is the pinnacle and focal point of creation, more precious to God than any other creature who was created in the image of his maker. This is true of all men, Jew and non-Jew alike, from Tosos Yomtev. Let's skip over to indicative of greater love. It was made known to him that he was created in God's image. The translation follows Rav, Rambam, and Rav Yonah. Often one does favors for others out of pity and does not even bother to let his beneficiary know what he has done for him. This is because he considers the beneficiary beneath him. God, however, acts differently. By letting man know of the great favor he has done for him by creating him in his own image, God exhibits his extraordinary love of man. Thus, man's creation entails a double gift, being created in the image of God and being given an awareness of this fact. Let's skip over to the next one. As it says, for the image of God he made man. From Genesis, the quoted verse is the instance where God told Noah of his divine aspect, whereas the earlier verses in Genesis that speak of man as a physical representation of godliness are statements of fact from Tiferes Yisrael. 
Let's skip over to the next one. Beloved are the people of Israel, for they are described as children of the omnipresent. Although all people are created in the image of God, they can, through misdeed, cause the divine image to leave them. Jews, however, are deemed spiritual children of God, just as a child can never lose his status as a child, no matter how much he sins against his father, so the people of Israel can never lose their special status as children of their father in heaven from Tiferes Israel. The Talmud in Kedushan cites a dispute between Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda says that Jews are considered children of God only when they comply with his wishes. Rav Meir disagrees even when they behave toward him without proper filial respect and devotion. They still enjoy the special favored status of being God's children. Rashba, in response to 1194 and 242, notes that although the law generally follows Rav Yehuda and his disputes with Rav Meir, like Erevin, here the ruling follows the opinion of Rav Meir. Accordingly, Jews are irrevocably considered children of the omnipresent. Indicative of greater love is made known to them that they are described as children of the omnipresent. Since God seeks the love of the Jewish people, he explicitly expresses his love of them and waits for them to reciprocate from Maharal. And the Talmud and Erevin instructs that one must never utter more than partial praise of a person in his presence. If God calls the people of Israel as children, it certainly follows that the godly love they enjoy is even greater than that of a father for a son from Orachayim. By informing the people of Israel their privileged status, the Almighty not only gave them cause for pride, but also let them know their potential and what their spiritual goals should be. As it says, your children of Hashem, your God, the Jewish people are children of God and must conduct their lives in accordance with this exalted station. This is why God forbade them from engaging in the mutilating, self-destructive mourning practices of the Amorites. As children of God, Jews should be beautiful and they therefore must not cut themselves or make a bald spot between their eyes. And therefore, in addition, they should also realize that the soul remains intact and is gathered by God. Despite the natural grief one feels at the loss of a loved one, we should never know from such things, a Jew should never be so terrified by death that he would mutilate his body. God forbid such beaver is fit only for those whom death is chillingly final. From Ramban and Sforno. At the bottom we see full capacity. Rev. Matisio Friedman offers an example. A father bought his child a very sophisticated computer complete with state-of-the-art software. One day, he observed the child doing simple computations on the machine. As he entered the room, the boy said to him, Father, thank you for the present. Now I can easily do my addition and subtraction homework. The father responded in surprise, The capabilities of this computer go far beyond simple arithmetic. Let me show you what it can do. God showed us extraordinary love by informing us of our potential for spiritual greatness. Had he not done so, we might never realize what we can really become. Beloved are the people of Israel, cherish utensil given to them. The Torah is the tool that God used to create the world. King Solomon speaks in the name of the Torah when he says, Then I was by him as the implement of his craft. From Proverbs, as the Torah states figuratively, I was the instrument used by the Holy One at the very beginning. For I looked carefully at the Torah and then created the universe accordingly. It was this precious implement which God gave exclusive to his beloved nation, the children of Israel. Let's jump to the bottom. Remember who you are. The greatest sin a Jew can commit is to forget that he is a member of a royal family, a child of the king, from Rav Shlomo of Karlin. According to Rav Avram of Slonim, this is the homiletic meaning of the words of King Solomon, Musrashem b'ni al-tem'as, the rebuke of God my son do not detest. From Proverbs, God chastises us in order to help us direct our lives. What does he say to us? B'ni, you are my son, a prince of royalty, al-tem'as, do not make yourself detestable, staining yourself with the soil of sin. Conduct yourself as one of royal descent, thus protect the honor of the king. 
tool of autonomy. Rev. Mayor Don Plutsky notes the mode of expression in the Mishnah. A precious implement was given to them. This means that the power to make proper interpretations and halachic decisions was given completely to man. The Talmud above Metzir relates that in response to godly intervention in a halachic dispute, Rav Yeshua said, hey, the Torah is not in heaven. Men, by means of the office of the Sanhedrin, have full autonomy to establish halachic practice. Thus we are blessed that God gave us the Torah, his creative tool, that we may also enjoy full creative autonomy. See, Hachaf said, Ya'avetz. And it is indicative of greater love that it was made known to them that they were given a church utensil. The centrality of Torah to the existence of the world was revealed only to Israel. Torah is the blueprint of creation and also the key to its continued existence. It is a, in a des- gesture of love toward his people. God revealed this to them. Shanamar, as it says, lastly from the part of the Mishnah, as it says, For I have given you a good teaching, do not forsake my Torah. God describes creation as something good. And God saw all that he's created all that he created, and it was very good from Genesis in the beginning. All of creation was brought into being for the express purpose of the fulfillment of the Torah. Torah is therefore called a good, quote-unquote, teaching from Rab. Success in life is dependent upon one's loyalty to the Torah. So a lot of good things we learn from this Mishnah, especially many Mishnahs in general. The whole Perky Elves teaches us wonderful things. And join us next time as we talk about everything being foreseen, but we still have the freedom of choice here on the P.A.L. with Tani G., and I'm your host, Tani G.